you know, I just want to, I don't know, kind of fight with our listeners here. We got a lot of, a lot of hate saying, you know, that anime is a huge turnoff. You know what? I, I would disagree. I would disagree. It shows, it shows that the other person is, you know, with the times. All right. And it is, it is not afraid to try something new. I think it shows a lot about said person. Um, I'm going to back all of our listeners because I love our listeners. And also in media or marketing or just any organization in general, you never go against the consumer. So I'm going to have to disagree. <laughs> You're... I get it for, you know, sticking to your values. I, I just, I, I can't believe you would sell yourself out like this so quick. I'm not even... I'm not even selling myself out. Because you, you said, you said to, to not go against the listeners. That is, that is your words. That's not selling myself. That's adhering to your base. Man, you're, you're acting like a real sheep right now. Whoa. Whoa. You know, sheep is a very hard term nowadays. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. You snowflake. Now that's now now we're getting towards derogatory terms and that is just I'm just kind of hurt at this point. Oh you're you're hurt. You're hurt. Yeah. Imagine how I feel. Put yourself um, in my position. If you took a utilitarian perspective towards these things, you'd think to yourself, wow, does my one small opinion matter against the whole grain of everybody else's obviously it's because i'm me okay okay i mean snowflake and um what was the other term you used uh sheep 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 yep Mm. sheeple which gets me into a good segue into what i've been listening to recently are you listening to QAnon stuff no I recently had a class and it's a leadership class. She recommended I read The Premonition by Michael Lewis. He, if anyone knows who he is. I have um, no idea. Explain it to me. um, The author, he's the guy who wrote Moneyball. He wrote um, like an analysis of like the Trump White House right now. Very interesting guy. Very interesting read. If If you're not a fan, you know. That's okay. You're entitled to your opinions, just as you are entitled to your opinions about anime. But the premonition, um, I, I, from if you haven't listened to our prior episode, I do not read. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> however, I do listen, and I had an opportunity to just listen in on the author talk about this book. He did a deep dive mid-pandemic of how public health officials viewed the pandemic, how they navigated through it, and I would strongly recommend just giving just that one hour. I gave a whole hour of my time, and as we know, going into our mid-20s, time is such such a valuable asset right now. Just that one hour, if you just look up Michael Lewis, The Premonition, It'll be probably the first hit. He just talks about how he just got in the weeds 
and reached out to these random public health officials talking about, hey, I want to come to your local um, local government office and let's just talk. Let's just talk about the pandemic, what you've been doing, because you, I think he put a quote out, said like, you are uh, soldiers on the battlefield that don't get the recognition. And apparently like a story where everybody points to this one legislator in California and they're like, this girl knew, like this girl knew that this was going to happen. I forget her name. She inevitably becomes the main character. And two, two stories I want to talk about in this, in the story. The first one was with the main character. She, she's a epidemiologist, I believe. She, uh, Michael Lewis, the author, likes building trust with his like you know people that he's covering uh eventually after like you know a couple meetings he was like can i just walk around your house dude Um, this guy looks like a serial killer i don't care like straight straight out of like a like an agatha christie book dude this is exact uh, exactly like a serial killer eh, that's how i think of most authors sorry chris but yeah, you know, Shakespeare was his own little demon and maniac. But to, to get back to the point here, he, you know, walks around her house just to get a feel for how she was. She has like three kids. He somehow gets attracted to this one picture of her grandmother and decides to look on the back of it. And it has all of her deepest and darkest secrets. What like, the hell? What is she, what is she, <laughs> what is she writing her secrets in the back of a picture? So apparently the grandmother bold. It's bold. And I guess she just felt safe because in the in the conversation that he had, um, this thought talk or whatever, TED talk, whatever, the main character told him the grandmother, my grandmother, was, you know, a trailblazer. She was super um just a big motivation in her life and so all of her goals that she wanted to do like lose 10 pounds within the day or like um like small goal like it's like new year's every new year's like she would just write like a goal or something of hers and with uh january of uh, 2020 she says i think the thing that's going to change my life is about to happen and nobody knows it except me big yikes so from what the story unfolds is like she knew like the pandemic was going to happen as some as like some minor small niche groups that like could predict it or just see the gravity of it but this whole story goes into that another um story like within the book was like uh so is this guy wait hold on is this guy like he's just writing different stories from different people's perspectives so like every chapter is different or is it every section or is he somehow is it a fiction book or is it more like a no it's it's like like a documentary it's a documentary thing but would we call that a non-fiction is that what a non is that what non-fiction is that is, you are correct. But you know, let's get our literature guy back on the horse because he's been off site recently and he needs to get back to work. So you fact checked us on that. Yeah, I would much appreciate it if you could if you could maybe send us a tweet 
or a personal IG DM, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. Thank you. Yep. So nonfiction, is it just a personal documentation? Or would uh, that just be a bi- biography? Hmm. I guess, I guess what's a biography versus Verse. nonfiction versus documentary in book form? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I'm there. there. Yep. That, yep. Okay. All right. That's so go on. Who, who, who's this, who's this other person he's, he's talking about who the serial killer, Michael Lewis talking about. <laughs> um, the way he says that the book is transcribed and I'm, I got it on audio on, on the Kindle. So I'll give it a glance, but so I will start reading, um, but sure. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you in a week. <laughs> How's, it going? How's that yeah. book going? How's, How's the first going? chapter? How's your book club, bro? <laughs> <laughs> um, he says that like every public health official that he met, like pointed, pointed to her direction. Like they were all connected. So like the book kind of just like elevates to her. So it's like a full story. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like the, the profound thing is like one quote in there was just like, we didn't know social distancing. Like it was just like a thought. And then we made it a thing. like i was like that that's amazing that's that's pretty cool that these random people that are not highlighted at all all you hear is fauci and they're just you know those are the real guys those are real people uh that are just down there doing it and a majority of them from what um from his perspective have been women I'm about to be like full-on feminist here but like women are fucking just trailblazing in the future man I'm, I'm totally about it yeah i'm 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 about it too i mean who else who else is gonna save our ass during the next pandemic you know what i mean yeah women fucking knew it man i don't know if it was because like my upbringing or like strong female characters in like my life but i've just grown to like respect the game man good good because that's that is the game and that should have should have always been the game game so Mm. this where did you find this book again like were you just you just picked this up or somebody was like ah you should read this or like you said you you took an hour was it a ted talk what what are we talking about here i now i mean i want to i want to look this up now because i'm in i'm i'm curious and can i rip this from the internet do i have to buy the book or can i just like steal it from a online book sourcing company since it's fairly new you probably can't like steal it from somewhere it's like it's very fresh well we'll get to our book guy on that for sure we'll we'll see if he's he's got it but whatever no my um leadership teacher she just we were just talking about what do you think makes a good leader? And then I'll ask you that. I'll reiterate that question later just to get your take on it. So think about it for a second. And then after our conversation, she was like, you guys are all saying like accountability and COVID and all this stuff. Cause like when I was talking, I was like, I was talking about my goals as a leader in itself and that, I saw that the public, the the public sector, the government, everything was failing with COVID, right? And I was drawn to kind of become like a civil servant in that in that light. 
um, which it's drew me to the public sector inevitably. And then she was like, you guys should read the premonition. And then I, I looked it up during class. And then while I cooked, I listened to this little freaking Ted talk that they had through Harvard review. And then yeah, one whole hour and I'm hooked. I'm hooked on this, this story. Man, this this serial killer has gotten has gotten you to hopefully read a book. I'm curious to see how it goes. Mm, that that's that's the uh, that's the awe of serial killers in in this uh, current media climate. You know, they're they're just so romanticized right now. I, I'll never understand. Like you, you use like super fire right now. That's uh, that's I just don't understand that. It's, it's Ted Bundy. The what was the one, the hotel documentary? I figured what that was called. Cecil Hotel. Yeah, the Cecil Hotel. How about all of the all of the uh, true crime podcasts and how it's like at the top of the list? Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's people just are in awe of the mystery and that that could be real life. It is real life. These people did kill people. I know. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I like people are just caught up in their, you know, their bubble and they're like, oh, wait, they're drawn back into like reality. Like this could happen and then it's fucking scary, but that's somewhat of the thrill, you know? I have a question for it. Do you think since we spend so much time on screens, the internet, and communicating with people through, instant messaging devices i know that's kind of an outdated term but you know email texting snapchat ig instant all of messaging devices yeah exactly it's instant messaging devices do you think that we have lost touch of our own reality and and having anything that pulls us back into reality is is something that we're drawn to uh, you're getting deep right now well, I just, I don't know. I'm, I, I'll, I'll tell you about like what I've been experiencing. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to answer the question first? Or you want? Yeah. Go? I want to, I want, I want you to answer the question first. All right. Um, I think that we're given a false perception on what reality should be. Like a good example is um, I know a big thing is like body image. Like whenever I go on Instagram and you just see men with six packs brother. I wish. Yeah. Or, you know, girls in bikinis and like the tiniest waist, like, and it, it's definitely affecting like the youth. I think, I feel like I was definitely affected by it when I was a teen, probably still am, to be honest. Um, like body image. I always think like, oh man, I should be, I should be going to the gym more. I should be like looking like this, but I'm glad that we're turning, like, I'm glad we're turning ahead where, we're more focused on just being happy and being present with our current selves. I think that's the change with how mental health is becoming a bigger thing within the past uh, three years, I would say. Um, So yes, I would say to answer the question, yes, because of um, social media screens, whatnot being glued to it, we're forced into our own little chasm of reality because of the algorithm like the app <laughs> like um cody co and noah miller i think um youtubers that were like 
they were prior, they were software engineers, whatever. They always talk about like the algorithm and how, and um, the social dilemma to that documentary. They just talk about the algorithm where you're just force fed what you want to see. And it just, because it makes you feel good. That's why I feel that we're being led to become such a polarizing society because we're only being fed one side. That's why sometimes I'll follow people that are right or I'll listen to, you know, Fox. I'm not saying that I'm liberal. I'm pretty much a moderate, but <coughs> snowflake, whatever. But <laughs> being able to see both sides is, is just realizing that is the reality. It's not left. It's not right. There's have to, it's compromise. So that's kind of where I'm at with um, like, you know, screens and whatnot, social media sucked into this random chasm of reality. But yeah, what are you going to say? Well, I guess not that deep, you know, I was just going to say like, <laughs> didn't, didn't know I was getting, I, I should have, I should have brought an excavator and I only brought a shovel. I didn't know we were going down that deep, you know what I mean? But I like, I guess, you know, I was going to talk about my TikTok reels, but you know, it's, we can, we can pass that, man. Like, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, how am I, what am I supposed to say after that? Like, yeah, you're right. Like all, all of that seems pretty, pretty right. I don't know. I mean, I, you can talk about your TikTok reels. (laughs) I I will. Okay. All right. Do you, do you get, do you get these, do you get these on, on reels or, or TikTok where like, it's these people who just like buy a van and then like go hike and travel the continental U S and I'm just like, man, look how happy and in they look. And even if they're not, even if they don't I have saw, pictures, I saw you, you know stutter I mean? there. You're like, look at how in love they are. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, in love with nature. Like, you just see how happy they are. And they're just, like, out there in the middle of the woods, you know, reading a book. I don't even like to read, but I kind of want to be that guy to, like, be in the middle of the woods reading a book in a hammock. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Like, that is, that, that, that it's escapism that you know i think me and at least at least myself and i'm sure many many other kids in our generation are like wanting right now you know what i mean i suppose i think that the algorithm's freaking hitting you man that (laughs) they're gonna send you all this environmental stuff so that eventually when advertising hits you with hey do you want a free ride uh, or hey, we have this free trip deal. You know, that that that's the algorithm going for you. So then that kind of brings me back. Like, can I ever reach the? Can like I'm just stuck in this alternate reality. I mean, oh. ads ads are 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 determining my life. My the algorithm is determining my life for me, mm. and I'm and I'm oblivious to it. I wouldn't say oblivious. I feel like we all have some sort of perception on it. I guess. Okay. But, but how do you break that cycle? I mean, you delete the app. No, absolutely not. You, (laughs) you stop that right now. You, you, you knock that off. Okay. I don't have TikTok. There's well, I don't have TikTok either, but now that like, yeah, man, 
I'm on in IG Reels, the crappier version of TikTok, and I still need to mainline it into my to my veins. Mm. Mm. But not even that. Like, like I I follow like National Geographic, and I'm just like, man, that would be an awesome job just to like go out there and just photograph, you know, a moose. That would mm-hmm. be cool as hell. I mean, granted, I don't have the skills for it, but I'd love to see a moose, you know. But Just it's, moose. exactly but it's on facebook it's on tiktok it's on people who who show you their stupid pictures when they go on vacation after they get home they're like you want to see pictures of my trip and i'm like of course i do but in my mind i'm like i don't care about your trip i don't know i don't was it fun maybe it looked like fun and then i get sad because i didn't go on it you got mm. to see a moose you know Man, you are special, my friend. You are well, special. At least I'm special parts there, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I don't think there's any real solution. You got a little dark on me there. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, like I think that's the, that's the dynamic that we have, though. You know, you you bring in you know the optimism, and I just just drive us right back down. <laughs> i mean that's that's what that's that's what life's all about a balance right it's good it's good and then it's really really bad <laughs> <laughs> but i think that maybe it's the optimist in me but everyone has a choice and in a brighter note, it's not showing you just an alternate reality. I think that it's showing you what you want to do, but I feel like I'm just speaking in general terms here for anybody listening. Um, we're just scared to just make, make the leap to do those things. Granted, there are barriers like you need money, you need time. Money, uh, time. Mm, financial stability yeah yeah and that all and that's all fair but sometimes you can just go ahead and just say fuck it man i feel like i'm in one of those commercials (laughs) (laughs) like you're gonna you're gonna try to (laughs) like you're gonna try to sell me a car or something oh am i trying to sell you a car you're gonna try to (laughs) sell me the new ford ranger Oh, yeah, yeah, basically. So, yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, sir, you you go ahead. No, no, I I could not. I could not. (laughs) Oh, I was just going to say, like, we we went from pandemic to uh, the algorithm, but how do you start? Uh, my question is, how do you start a not a revolution per se, but try to lead people out of, you know, being stuck in this algorithm? You know what I mean? Without being on the algorithm yourself, like a like it it sound it seems like a necessary evil. Word of mouth, writing letters. Who writes letters anymore? I think for our listeners or just anyone in general. People can get out by just focusing on what they like to do. If it is 
you know, diving into this, you know, TikTok, Instagram, all that, then go ahead, do whatever makes you happy. I don't, I don't give a shit. Um, but if you want to, you know, go out and explore, if you want to learn how to cook, bake, basketball, sports, whatever. Weld. Weld. Did you weld recently? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I've been welding a lot. Okay. Okay. What did you weld recently? Uh, I made a table. Wow. I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of proud about it. I mean, the welds look like crap and, you know, the table's not flat, but I made it. And I think that's, it's, it's, it's made me pretty proud. Pretty yeah. proud. Yeah. To backpack off that, that feeling is what's going to get you out of it. Is like doing things that give you that feeling instead of just being stuck on your phone. Do you have any plans coming any, up? Any plans? Nah, dude. Your boy's still unemployed. Still looking for that sweet, sweet income from a, uh, you know, a, a nine to five or an eight to four thirty, mm. or I would even do seven to three. To be honest, with seven to three thirty, I would love that shift. I actually love shift. the seven to three shift. It would be so nice, so nice. Mm-hmm. I go to bed early and wake up early anyway, so why not? Yeah, I love the seven to three shift because you still got your day ahead of you. Yeah, you do. You do. You got. You got everything. You got everything. All. All, all your plans. Wait, hold on. You never explained to me why you were with a whole bunch of dogs last night. Oh, I was um, in update news. My dryer doesn't work. And my stove keeps saying bad line on it, which means that there's not enough voltage coming to the stove. So waiting on maintenance. But my coworker offered to let me do laundry at her house. And she has three dogs, and their names are Ariel, Butters, and Buddy. And they love me. And I love going over to her house because those dogs are amazing. Just like you? Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a solid six, and they're a solid ten. Because <laughs> dogs are everything to me, so. Good, good. Do you think you'll have a dog when, you, when you're like, you know, living more stably i guess it it would be hard i guess more stably would would mean that i could what some of my coworkers do and what i was trying to allude to was be able to be close enough to work where i could go back during lunch and then just see the dog (laughs) whoa that's 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 bold okay all right, fair enough. Because like, for whenever um, my girlfriend says, you know, you can't get a dog because you're gonna leave them there for eight hours. So, and it's very true. Dogs are attentive and they need like that. So, at least like four hours is I wouldn't say is too bad, but still not enough. Um, but preferably somebody within the house. That's when I would probably get a dog. So, like a kid. Eh, maybe you know, a girlfriend, a wife. A life partner. A life partner. A partner. <laughs> a cool roommate who just you know sits on the couch all day and hangs out with the dog. Sounds like you, buddy. Brother, I would be a cool roommate if you got a dog. I'd take it for walks. The house would still be a mess, but like we would have a great time. However, you hate your current dog. 
Well, I'm not hate him. We just don't get along. Okay. <laughs> it's not, it's not like I I'm, I'm out for him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I, he's, he's a good dog occasionally. And sometimes occasionally, occasionally just like what we all him, are. Okay? What makes him have this feud with you? I don't think we trained him well enough. Like he just wasn't socialized enough. And, and I, we're, we're seeing some issues from that and he's a bit temperamental. Okay. He thinks he's hot shit and he's not. Okay. Can you give um, a physical appearance of this dog, by the way? All right. So he is like a very intimidating kind of dog, uh, fluffy, um, kind of medium ears, short snout, uh, short tail, very curly. What breed breed is he's a cockapoo. So Finnick is very small. Like I've seen Finnick and small dogs should not feel. That's what amazes me. Small dogs just have the biggest temperament. And I they don't. Do. They <laughs> do. Like why? Like chill, bro. You're, you're 30 pounds. If that, like you're going to get eaten. <laughs> you're going to get eaten. Like straight up, man. Like we can't take you outside if there's a bald eagle. Like what? What are you what are you trying to bark at this big ass dog through the window for? I don't get it. I don't know. Well, hopefully you get a better dog next time. But <laughs> when he dies, are you saying my dog's gonna die, Eric? Well, no. I'm just saying whenever you move out, you can get your own dog. Oh no, I'm not getting a dog until my kid wants a dog. Oh, that's a long time. That that will be a long time, yes. <laughs> That's another episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So any uh just to end it off here, uh, because I got I gotta go to an Excel class. Ooh. Yeah. Can I hop in on it? Nah, you have to sign up for it. That's unfortunate. Um, just trying to become an Excel god, trying to get into data. I guess my question would be. What has this pandemic humbled you with? Hmm. And then my other question, in the 30 minutes that you use social media per day, just 30 minutes, because we use a lot, I would say I'd probably give like two to three hours of social media time per day. What would you rather use those 30 minutes doing each day? Uh, I'll answer the second one. Probably, probably reading reading a book. Damn! Wow. Yeah. We're becoming a book club. We, you know what, listeners, let us know if you want to start a book club with us. Uh, I'd be down. I'd be down if if the book is under a hundred pages. <laughs> so maybe more like short stories. Short story narratives. Yeah, like I'd be if down. Go back to the whole anime thing. A manga. <laughs> yeah dude, let's start a manga club let's nope go. i regret that i regret saying <laughs> yeah, dude you said it not me and i'm all about it so we're set manga comic books no sir what would you use your your last 30 minutes well i already i already use it to go to the gym but i would say if i could use 30 minutes instead for social media i would use it to pick up the guitar a little bit more 
oh play me some 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 mean songs are you yeah it's good yeah either that or just learning something like getting back into an online dance class because there's no dance studios around here that's unfortunate yeah well there are but they're all like contemporary or ballroom and Mm. that's not not your scene I would love to learn contemporary, but I feel like I should have gotten into it when I was a teen or younger, um, just so I could have the flexibility and just the technique down. That and ballroom, you kind of need two. And that's tough. That is, that is, that is tough. Yep. All right. Well, neither of us answered that first question you asked so we're gonna give that up to the listeners um, no i want you to answer it but I, I but i don't know like what has humbled me yeah I'm, i don't know if it's humbled me but like i don't i don't like hanging out with people anymore i've become an <laughs> introvert <laughs> i like i really it's i use i love i love social engagements love a good party totally okay staying at home nowadays Wow. I don't know if that's just unemployment and, you know, the isolation up here or if that was the pandemic, but like totally okay with it. So you've come to peace with just being by yourself? Mm, no, enjoying, no, it's, it's still a mess. It's still a mess. I'm all right mm-hmm. enjoying my home. Oh, you've learned that you're a better homebody. Uh, maybe. Yes. Maybe. I think once this is over, I'm going to, you know, get back out there and start doing some social organizations. Like social organizations, like, do you have I any I don't know. Maybe, maybe like, maybe there's a tea club around here and I can like get into tea. I don't know. Clubs. I should do a club. Like whenever I hear social organizations, I thought like you'd be joining like a social activist group, like Black Lives Matter or like women empowerment and stuff like that. I mean, I could. Yeah, my hair cutter gave me a ton of um, community groups to join because we just talked about uh, com- community empowerment and helping the lower class somehow during like a haircut session. That's that that's a that's a short amount of time to get very deep, and I like that. That's that's awesome. My haircuts are normally forty minutes. Well, that that is kind of a long time. Yeah, but we talked about it for a long time and it was it was really great. He's like, yeah, there's this record shop, but it's also partly a social activist meetup place. And I was like, you know, that ma- that makes sense. That's kind of lit. That's actually kind of lit. Then he says the other half's a coffee shop. I'm like, wow, it's really just hitting all the points. They're really just, it's almost a stereotype at that point. Yep. I would right. say what humbled me. Oh, actually, no, let's let's end it here. Okay. (laughs) All right, listeners, uh, you know what to do. Let us know what you think. Give us some feedback. We love to hear from you. Yeah, give us a like, subscribe. Um, If you like our channel, please give us a a comment down below. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, you loser. (laughs) Hey, listeners, Z here. Just wanted to kind of give you uh, basically a little insight to 
I guess not our sponsor, but definitely as I'm going to sponsor them. Uh, Harbor Freight is a department store full of tools, uh, cheap tools, off-brand stuff, kind of like the Aldi of Lowe's. You know what I mean? Uh, would highly recommend. A lot of good cheap things there, but a lot of good uh, beneficial tools. If you need a power saw, that's where you should get it. I've uh, been going there a lot past couple of weeks and uh, would say that Harbor Freight is one of the best. So uh, go check them out. Hopefully you find one closest to you. That's all. Thank you.